Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and streaming through the screen here is Daniel. I said, and Daniel. So today, we are talking the brand new Quiet Place Part 2. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and don't step on a stick. Otherwise, you might die. Cheers. Don't clink them together. It makes too much noise. Air cheers. Ching. Oh. Now we're both dead. Now we're dead. All right. Well, welcome, Daniel. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Well, that's good. Been Damn pretty, hot, but pretty good. Pretty hot. Th- hot yeah. Really hot the last couple days. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we got our AC fixed. Thank God. Just in the nick of time, too. Seriously. Just that new unit installed last Thursday. Woo-hoo. Nice. All right. So... Am I in today? I'm drinking this new IPA called Melvin IPA by American IPA, located in Alpine, Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin. Very good IPA, though. I'm enjoying it. Nice, nice. I have a. <laughs> I don't actually know how to say this. I just bought it because it was new. But I have I. I think it's called Phaedrus IPA by Culmination Brewing right here in Portland. Okay. Uh, brand new or something that I saw new that I'd never had before. So I picked up a six pack and it's damn good. Damn good. good. good Not good, too good. busy. Pretty refreshing for these hot days. Yeah. Definitely like a lighter for these hot days. Yeah. Okay. Well. Let's get into things. I know there's been, I think, at least one new trailer that dropped since we uh, last saw each other. What do you got for movie news this week, Daniel? Movie news this week? Um, well, one, I don't know what trailer you're talking about. Unless I, it probably came out on, like, Wednesday, then I uh, completely forgot about new it. New M. Night Shyamalan movie? Oh, my God. That one? Yeah. I Old. Old. Oh, God. <coughs> Yeah, I saw that trailer in front of um, A Quiet Place Part 2, and I was just like, well, I don't care about M. Night Shyamalan, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I pr- approached, the name doesn't sell me anymore, it doesn't put my butt in seats, but I approach his movies with caution, because they're, give or take, it could be good, could be bad, who knows? Exactly. Um, I, liked, I liked his last one, so credit were due. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think we both was at Glass. Yeah. Yeah. Glass I think we both split. Like that for a while. Or like. Still a big fan of uh, Unbreakable and, and uh, well, Science too, but and uh, of course, Sixth Sense. Right. Anyway, it's kind of like, we'll see. I don't know. People go to the beach, they get old quick, or at least their kids 
Yeah, the, the kids spot. went behind like a rock and then they come out like as teenagers and everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? And then it's just got like, what? Where's after? Oh, oh. And I'm like, okay, all right. And then it, the movie's called Old. I'm like, right. Okay. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's just like, a, it's just a we'll see. That's all it is. We'll see. Uh, I guess it's a we'll see for you. Mine is just like checked out, not interested. But we'll see, I guess. <laughs> That's what it should be called. We'll see. Not we'll see. All right. Well, yes, I didn't think about that trailer because it, I, I, I saw it, but it didn't leave an impression. Well, uh, I got a few other things besides that. One is, I think I texted you about this earlier in the week, but apparently Amazon is acquiring MGM Studios for eight and a half billion dollars. So. Yeah, that's not something I saw coming. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Tough to say. I mean, it, all if you have Amazon Prime, all the Bond films will be available on Prime soon. Maybe. I mean, that's the thing is I don't really get how rights necessarily work because like uh, HBO Max is made in partnership with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers owns the Harry Potter franchise and all of them were on there when it launched. And then like a few weeks later, they pulled them off the service. And right. then they just announced that they're coming back for a limited time. But I'm like, but it, Warner Brothers owns this property. Why is it coming and going? Shouldn't it always well, be there? Well, Warner Brothers owns the property and they're in, they're in a contract with HBO, but HBO didn't buy out Warner Brothers and own Warner Brothers, all their titles. But it sounds like, so Amazon is buying out MGM, which I wonder how many buyouts this is for MGM, but that's Amazon owning a huge major studio. I mean, they've been doing pretty good at their own Amazon Prime stuff or just Amazon Studios, whatever they call it. Been doing some pretty good stuff. I mean, we both loved Honey Boy. Yeah, and I remember the big sick. I never ended up seeing that, but I heard that was pretty good. And The Sound of Metal is another one that they... Yes, still need uh, to watch that. Yeah, so they've got some good stuff underneath their belt. That's the thing. It's like, part of me is just like, Amazon's one of those companies. It's like, it's too big for its own good, but they're also are too ingrained in everyday life that it's like, it's how I don't know how I would possibly quit Amazon, True. you know, at this point. I understand it. Yeah, now I get it. So well, it's like, put it this way I'd rather Amazon buy MGM than Disney. <laughs> Like yeah, Disney, that's the like thing. Disney like, needs to get well, any bigger. <laughs> right. So well, it's kind of like a, a we'll see sort of moment. Just like, would it ruin a studio? I don't think so. You would imagine Amazon would just kind of buy it to be like, yeah, they get more first party movies, like quality movies to put on, like bolster like their own services. What I would love is if this became like, if you have an uh, Amazon Prime membership, if, the, if you got like, just access to a catalog of just total old school like golden age hollywood movies like any old school mgm you wanted to watch was available yeah see that would be the ideal like thing like the that criterion collection would be awesome yeah it would it's just it's like a, we'll see what they do with it like we'll see i d that's a lot of money though yeah it's a lot of money so I don't know what else to say besides we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know either. It is just a we'll see and uh, we'll down the road, we'll find out. 
I mean, hopefully best case scenario just like adds value to things that we already have. Hopefully. Well, like I said, if, if it opened up the catalog to where we just got access to all these old films from, you know, from the early days all the way through the 60s that MGM produced, like, that'd be awesome. Just to, Yeah, movies that just aren't anywhere else. Like, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I hope so. But uh, next I have that it was announced, I think today, maybe yesterday, that Thor Love and Thunder has wrapped filming. Cool. Taika Waititi's next Hopefully we get a trailer soon because I'm really curious to see what that looks like. I am too. I'm like, I really, really love Thor Ragnarok. Um, And it's definitely one of the most rewatchable Marvel movies. So hopefully this kind of follows in the footsteps. Like Thor Ragnarok isn't perfect. Like there's some funny part or like some like where they choose a gag over like kind of a badass moment, which I guess is, was kind of the point of the whole movie. Yeah, uh, but t- take yeah. out the take out the five weakest jokes and it's a better movie yeah something like that like it's not my, my biggest so complaint like is when there's this, over the rough edges that might have been Thor Ragnarok, there's a serious moment with nebula and then they put a joke at the tail end of that i'm like no just let it be the serious moment with nebula yeah exactly i think that was in guardians though was it oh the second one i think that was in the second one yeah oh shit but yeah. it's just all of marvel kind of falls victim to that for the most part. Um, but yeah, so that's interesting. Saw a picture of Chris Hemsworth and he's even more yoked than he was the last time we saw him. More yoked? Well, okay, more yoked than the last time we saw him as an endgame. <laughs> like no, 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 like more yoked. Like he's like fucking his arm is fucking huge. Okay, okay. Like it's yeah, more yoked than like Love and Thunder or uh, uh Thor Ragnarok. Damn. Okay. Okay. Um, so we'll see. I'm still excited to see that. Like I said, like Thor Ragnarok is one that's just definitely very rewatchable. It's up there with Guardians of the Galaxy and like Winter Soldier. Yeah. I don't know what I'll watch to prepare for this. Maybe Ragnarok and Endgame or uh, Infinity War and Endgame, maybe to prepare for this. Yeah. Because Thor Love and Thunder should have the Guardians in it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Looking forward to last... a trailer. Look forward to a trailer, though. Same. And then the last thing that I have is on a a sadder note, but Samuel Edward Wright, and we know him as the actor and singer from, uh, I'm sorry, Sebastian the Crab from The Little Mermaid passed away this past week. Oh. He apparently was from born November twentieth, nineteen forty six. Uh, and died May 24th, 2021. So that's kind of, it's kind of sad. Like, I think, I guess it happened. I guess it happened like the Most day famous before, li- famous line. Week, but they didn't announce it to like teenagers. After. So, I mean, that's just kind of sad. Like a piece of our childhoods, like kind of gone, you know, fucking great voice actor for Sebastian. Oh yeah. No, like well, iconic. Well, I it's just it. like what one of the movies that brought Disney back. Mm-hmm. I think it was like really. Like yeah, they were semi downward slump, and Little Mermaid definitely brought it back. Yeah, so that's just kind of sad. A little piece of history is gone, but peep like nice part about being so iconic, I guess, is just like he'll memory will live on. They're gonna keep. We're gonna keep watching Little Mermaid. That movie's Hell gonna yeah. live on for a really long time. A whole new wait. 
That's part that's of their world. Wrong world song. Wrong world. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the last bit of movie news I had this week. Awesome. Well, let's move on here. Let's talk some other things we saw this week. Uh, I've got at least one film that I saw this week. Um, yeah, since I last saw you, I, well, I talked about Jurassic Park in theaters this week. I saw Rear Window. I know we've talked about that. Well, we did a whole episode on that. I yeah. actually got to go see it in theaters, which, hell yeah. Badass. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, as far as other movies, I did continue my uh, Fast and Furious marathon, and I saw Fast and Furious, a.k.a. Fast 4. This is the second one. I So I've decided for now I'm going to skip Tokyo Drift. It sounds like it's just not a very important one. I've heard nothing but pretty bad stuff about it. And again, it just sounds like it's not important to the story overall. So I'm skipping it for now. Other people say watch it after the sixth. We'll see if I even get to it. But I'm a little behind, so skipping it for now. But yeah, Fast Four, directed by Justin Lin, who he's he takes on the franchise for a little while. I think he does Tokyo Drift, Fast Four, Fast Five, Fast Six. And I think after two absences, he's back for Fast 9 this summer. Nice. So Justin Lin directed, yeah, starring Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Jordana Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez. Gal Gadot is in it, which uh, I didn't know she was. I knew she was in the franchise somewhere, but I didn't know she came in at this one. So that was a cool surprise. Yeah, I thought she came in later. That's what I thought too, but yeah, she's in this one. Yeah, this came out in 2009. That woman has not aged at all between 2009, this movie, and the latest uh, Wonder Woman. She has not aged whatsoever. Crazy. Yeah. No. But uh, so this one, it was fine. You know, it's not a great movie, but it still had its moments for sure. I mean, it's still a fun sequel. It's good to see, you know, Dom and uh, Brian come back together. And, you know, Michelle Rodriguez's character, uh, Letty, has been killed. Spoiler alert. But uh, yeah. It's a, it's a good film overall. They're hunting down a drug lord. Good good action scenes for the most part. Got a little cheese. There's this action scene where they're running, going through these mountain tunnels. And it's very obvious that it's CGI tunnels. These like cars and these CGI tunnels. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But otherwise, pretty fun overall. I think I still enjoyed uh, Too Fast, Too Fierce better, but... From here, though, yeah. we're, we're supposed to jump, we're supposed to springboard into Fast Five, which is supposed to really get that franchise amped up. Yeah, I mean, you you texted me about this, and I stand by, I, I think I responded to you when we were just texting back and forth a little bit earlier. But yeah, like, yeah, like the Fast Four, like, is like there was a hiatus between uh, Tokyo Drift and when they kind of like, this is like, it is a direct continuation, but it's also like the soft reboot. Like, it, but it's not like I don't even think it's technically like a soft reboot that just franchise was on hiatus for a while. Well, I think it's sort of it's because there was a three year gap between Too Fast, Too Furious and Tokyo where I think they just didn't know what to do with characters. So, well, let's just change it all together. Use that same title, Fast and Furious, and go take it to Tokyo. That didn't work out very well. So they're like, well, OK, let's we got to get the original crew back in. It was a little bit of a soft reboot, I would say. Yeah, but yeah, like we we kind of brought it all back, and then in Fast Five is pretty much like where they started the modern era of Fast and the Furious. Yep, but there, Fast Five a... is still my favorite one that I've seen. Though I think I've only seen up to 
six, maybe seven. I don't necessarily remember. They do kind of blend together when you're watching them in order. Well, it's just her catching up, you know? But I, yeah, I, think I, really I had a good time, like, though. Fun with Fast Five. I, I still had a good time watching it. Uh, you know, we end with Dom be, going to jail, being sentenced. Uh, at the very, very end, you see what looks like him getting rescued from a uh, prison bus. I'm assuming he gets busted from that. We'll see. We'll see if happens in the fifth film. But uh, it definitely, again, had its moments. I had a good time and uh, look forward to the next one. But yes, continuing on, the Fast and Furious franchise getting ready for Fast 9. But yeah, between Badass. that and Rear Window, I think that's really all I saw for new stuff this week. Nice, nice. I mean, I... What did I do? <laughs> like, I didn't really watch a whole lot of things this past holiday weekend. I had a long weekend. I just kind of filled it with activities, which is good. Um, activities. The only thing that I'm really currently watching right now is I kind of gave in because there's a new, kind of sounds silly, but Netflix is producing like a Sailor Moon movie that's supposed to come out in like a week or so. Sailor Moon. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. But Shiloh like watched it as a kid and they have like a re- vamped version like that modernizes the animation and like kind of cleans up like the storyline so it's like only 12 episodes uh per season there's only like three seasons so i've actually been like i told child i'm like you know what it's an iconic anime i know i'm not gonna love it but i would kind of be interested just to see what what's up so Sean and i have been like slowly like i can't handle much because it's still very much not for me i watch like in two three episodes max at a time which I love, but it's it's interesting to kind of get a glimpse into like the other side. I never really I never watched it as a kid. I just remember the commercials and just Herod yelling her name, Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. That's all I remember. Power make up. Yeah, I mean it's definitely for girls. Like there's so much like literally every other anime that I've pretty much watched was directly made for me. So it's interesting to see the other side of the coin, just like, oh, an anime that's specifically made for like a girl demographic in mind i don't know it's like it's interesting i mean that's, that's cool iconic. to bring her back though I, she was i remember her being huge back in when when was she early 90s maybe when that cartoon came out yeah like early to mid 90s when it came out had five seasons in the 90s okay and sailor moon is still a billion dollar industry today jesus okay. like because right. there's so much because it's like power rangers where Every season, you get new accessories, new power-up items, just like Power Rangers, because it's in that exact same uh, Saban, Super Saban. I forgot exactly what it's for, but like same, it same as Power Rangers. Like essentially, like it's still a billion-dollar industry from just selling like the accessories, like moon rods and all that shit. Just like Power Rangers kind of does years later, they still sell morphers and stuff. Are we ever getting a Power Rangers sequel? I really hope so. I do now that we got the uh, quote-unquote Orden story out of the way. God, that was, it was trashy as it was. I don't know. You you think it's impossible to fuck something like that up, and then they fuck it up somehow. Like I want more Power Rangers in my life, but God, that movie was just so meh. I know it's just like yeah, the, it took too long to get Power Rangers, but that ending besides all the Krispy Kreme shit. Uh, <laughs> Like you get to see like some badass Power Ranger fighting at the end. I'm like, okay, we needed two thirds of the movie of that, and a third of them figuring out how to use their powers. Yeah, 
but yeah i would like i would be in for another one even with the same cast just like now that they are power and she's like cool because now i feel like they're like oh it went so horribly that we're gonna reboot it again i'm like no i don't want to see another fucking origin story i just want them to be power rangers already so we can just see them be cool fucking morph already yeah (laughs) yeah all right oh cool sailor moon is back yeah i mean i'm just kind of interested all right so not a movie but uh something else i'm gonna talk about real quick that's back daniel do you know what premiered last night i do june 1st lego masters a brand new season of lego masters Woo! i watched it today and it was amazing 12 new teams will arnett's back i mean again it just it looks a lot like what we saw last year but you know what it's new teams new builds bring it on i know the only reality tv show that was built for us literally literally I love like, it just though. Fun. Really enjoyed it last year. And then it kind of came out of nowhere because it's just like I hadn't heard anything about it. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, just by the way, it premieres on June 1st, which was like two weeks ago when I saw the announcement. I'm like, oh fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's back. It's still a lot of fun. I never get tired of hearing uh Will Arnett yell, Time's up, bricks down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just I'm so glad. Love it. Love it. I'm so glad it's back. Like I said, like there's yeah, like I said, at least 12 teams. I think four, maybe even five of them are siblings, which is really cool. Cool to see. I just wish we were better at free form. There's there's one team of their twin brothers that are total nerds. They're hilarious. I hope I hope they last a while because they're so funny. (laughs) But yes, well, I'm excited. Like I said, I'll probably be watching it today or tomorrow. Well, cool. Shiloh's Shiloh's excited to watch it with me. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, Lego Masters is back, and everybody needs to watch it. <laughs> Just going to leave it at that. If you miss it on Fox, watch it on Hulu after midnight. That's right. But yeah, and if you're like, wait, there's a first season? Yeah, it's on Hulu also. Go watch that first. Exactly. I'm so excited. I'm very happy. Like, that show was just pure joy for me when we were watching it. First like, episode. It was so much fun to watch week to week. Like, I think Legos- I started with, like, three episodes behind and then i just caught up and then just became like yeah every week it came out i was just so excited just looking forward to it every week so good i I know i wish i could watch a new episode tonight but can't till next week the next month two months two and a half months give or take yep yeah at least two months because there's 12 teams so to eliminate yeah anyway it's gonna be awesome so much fun i'm re-watching season one two right now just for fun just because you want more well, of it just, in your life. The builds are just so good. Like this this first episode was all about floats. They had to build floats. Lego Day Parade. Very awesome. Yeah, I saw the I saw the title of the episode. I'm like, ooh shit, that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait till you watch it and we can nerd out about it. All right. Well, that's it for me as far as new stuff this week. Still recapping season two of Master of None to get on to season three. Hopefully in the next week or two I'll be able to watch all of season three and give a quick review of that. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying my uh, Master of None, though. It's still a fantastic show. Awesome. Available on Netflix. Yeah. Available on Netflix. There you go. Well, Daniel, shall we move on here and talk our main movie on tap? Let's do it. A Quiet Place, part two. Part two. 
Ah, shit. Ah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so A Quiet Place Part Two, written and directed by John Krasinski, starring Emily Blunt, uh, Melissa Simmons, Noah Jupe, Killian Murphy, and John Krasinski. The story, picking up right where the last film left off, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world forced to venture into the unknown they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not only are not the only threats out there lurking outside of their home town alright so as far as going in initial thoughts I'll start here so I gotta admit somehow I missed the first quiet place in theaters back in 2018 it's definitely one of my 2018 regrets for sure dumbass I, right uh, but i watched it like it's probably like a year later i watched it at home i made sure it was dark and i had my surround sound headphones on which still i mean i watched it at home and still was just blown away by this that movie i loved it so yeah, yeah last year daniel and i are all set we got tickets for a double feature we're gonna go see quiet place part one quick little potty break and then go see part two and then like two three days before the premiere all fucking hell breaks loose. Everything goes to shit and theaters close down. Womp, womp, Luckily, womp. aliens didn't invade the earth. We can be thankful for that. Yeah, we can be thankful for that at least. Uh, but yeah, so fast forward to now. And uh, yeah, so last week I rewatched, I just to recap, I rewatched part one again and still it just holds up. It's great. I love that movie. So much fun. Same. Um, but yeah, I, I could not wait. I mean, this was my number five most anticipated film of the year this year to watch. And here it is. And not only was this a big moment for me as far as seeing one of my most anticipated movies this weekend, but so a good amount of theaters have been open like the last couple months, but like I felt like a ton of theaters opened up this last weekend. Like just a whole bunch of them reopened, including my favorite go-to. You know, as much as I love like second run theaters and things like that, my favorite go-to for big blockbusters is the Clackamas Town Center down the street. They finally opened up this weekend. Their XD theater. So yeah, Quiet Place was playing their XD theater and I went and watched it in XD and wow, was I not disappointed whatsoever. This movie was the perfect sequel. It was everything I could ask for in a sequel to Quiet Place Part 1. I loved it. Had so much fun. The thrills are still there. Just everything. It was fun. Still fun falling around the same family. I loved it. We expand. You know, we, we go from their their farm land to a little bit more out there. While still keeping it small scale, we still expand the, the world a little bit. And yeah, this did not disappoint whatsoever. Daniel, your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of like same sentiments like... Uh, yeah, when the original one came out, I did see it in theaters and I was just blown away by it. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I just loved how it, like, kept thinking of it as like, yeah, this is kind of like a modern silent film. We're like, yeah, like there's still some speaking and there's still like noise and stuff, but like it's like effectively uses like, I don't know, like the first one has so such a good amount of like tension. It doesn't necessarily rely on jump scares. There are, they, they are there but it more just relies on like the silence and the building of the attention, which is so good. And the first one what made the first one so good that to the point, yeah, I was optimistic for the second one, but I remember when they announced that there was going to be another one, I'm, I was very hesitant because the first one is just 
like yeah like it does kind of end on a little bit of a cliffhanger but at the same time it's still very self-contained that i'm just like what is the second one gonna do like i don't know if they're gonna be able to pull that off because the first one was so magical in its own way but yeah like i saw this on thursday night like opening day um and i was honestly just fucking blown away by how good like i think it's just as good as the first one i would say if i had to pick one it'd still be the first one um but there's so much good tension and like what they do with the audio mixing is amazing you know it and there's like that just the tension is just still so masterfully implemented in this that it's and what makes me happy is just how the movies kind of blend together like you could you could just do a double feature and it's still gonna feel like one gigantic movie yeah so yeah this one picks up right where we left off with the first one right and i gotta say this is on par i mean this is one of those sequels that is on par with the first i guess if i had to pick the would pick the first like you did only because everything is new and fresh and we're getting introduced to everything in this world through right. the first one it's kind of like why the first season of Stranger Things is overall better than the second and third. Although the second and third expand everything and we just, you know, character development, everything happens, you know, more stuff happens in those those uh, sequels or excuse me, those later seasons. But right. that's still learning of everything and about the first one is still kind of what in some ways makes it better. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Like you have to start, you have to start somewhere. You can't have the second one without the first one, you know. Kind of like that. The only thing it, which I did love um, at the beginning of this movie, the, the only thing that makes it so it's not 100% smooth in watching both of them as one gigantic movie is at the beginning of the second one, we do have a flashback to like essentially day one. Like, and we see kind of like the beginning of the world kind of going to shit. That was a perfect amount too. It's actually more than I expected they would show us, but at the same time, the perfect amount to where, yeah, it was almost like seeing a sequel or excuse me, a prequel and then going into the sequel. Right, which I'm like, oh, but it was, yeah, like after that like moment at the very beginning where, you know, it starts at day one and then it shows what happened. And then immediately after they show like day one, they jump to day 474. And then that takes place. And that's just pretty much the exact moment the first movie ends is when the second one starts. Moments later. After the yeah. flashback. And it's perfect and that's what just makes it so good is just watching as one gigantic movie especially since both these movies are a nice hour and a half of great movie making and tension that it makes it so easy to just sit down and be like well i'm not just gonna watch one i'm gonna watch both of them yeah if you can tell a story in an hour and a half you get a whole additional letter grade <laughs> right i mean yeah like you don't need it long you don't like some movies don't need to be super long and especially if when you're telling a small intimate story like it definitely i don't know like you said like yeah they expand the world and but they still do it like it's not huge you still are like keeps it very localized you know so it's not a huge expansion but it's like it feels big because we're following these characters who only travel by foot so you know, any amount of distance. I mean, any amount of distance being traveled is dangerous. Um, and makes you wonder what kind of like training they had to go into for these. 
yeah like how do they have to like specifically train to walk silently or do they just take the in post-production do they just take out the sound of their footsteps to make it I mean I think they had to literally probably for training walk hours and hours on just ground get their feet to the point where to where they were used to walking on just the ground and no shoes yeah because the thing is interesting like the whole family um the Abbott family that we follow doesn't wear shoes but the other main character in this movie is still wearing boots the uh the guy that they run into killian murphy's yes um which yeah, so we can, like, we can oh, really like, talk about the first 15 minutes before we say spoilers because <laughs> yeah exactly i mean because it just honestly like yeah after that like it just gets into it because it like the first one since it ends on such like a high note and like an action-packed note that it starts the second movie just takes off running which I love. I love how they don't just kind of like try and reintroduce you into the world. Like they do, but they don't. And I think that's perfect for a sequel too. I think just to the gush a little more. Stuff. Instead of like reintroducing like, well, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Just rehashing it. They reintroduce you to the world, but in a new way that they didn't do it in the first one. Perfect. I know it gets you back in and then immediately takes off from the ending of the first one. So just, just showing, again, masterfully done. I, yeah, I really the, love the day in the life of this family that. in this little town was just perfect, I thought. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, what's that coming out of the sky? Mm-hmm. You know, know and we're not the only ones. I don't know if everybody saw this movie, loved it. I imagine most did, but you know, this actually, and I saw this and I wanted to bring it up that apparently A Quiet Place Part 2 smashes the pandemic era record, movie records with $57 million debut opening weekend for Memorial Day weekend. Oh, really? Weird. Okay, so Box Off Mojo says 47, but it says up up until now it's made 61. Thursday, late night showings all the way through now. I mean, possibly the one that I'm looking at says 57 million, but they they say Memorial Day weekend, so they're Uh, counting at least one extra day. Okay, but yes, says out of 3.7 thousand theaters 47 and a half million opening weekend 61.3 as of right now so yeah this movie is a smash hit which i am so happy for and one of the things i thought was cool is that john krasinski was actually like doing a tour uh all around the country at different movie theaters like doing like live q a's at some theaters across the country to welcome people back to the movies like before they saw the quiet place part two that's cool. I mean, this feels like the first official post-pandemic movie. Like, yeah, we're here. Like now, movies are back. <laughs> exactly. Kind of, yeah. sort of felt like that a while ago with King Kong, Godzilla, but no, it definitely feels like it right now. I mean, especially with the uh, finally after over a year of the town center opening up, it feels like movies are back. Exactly. Yeah, which is exciting. Like, yeah, like for a while I was really hesitant, but now like I've kind of like had my vaccine for a while and now i'm just like okay like i feel like things are just easing back in normalcy i've been going out more um and yeah you still have to wear a mask currently right now in like the movie theater at least the one that i went to i don't know it's everywhere every theater i've gone to you still have to wear indoor indoors you have to wear a mask i mean i take it off once i sit down at my seat i take it off but you know if i go to the restroom back on 
which man that's... right so it's real still, quick like, i'm I don't know what was with the guy like i said like the theater i missed it but at the same time i missed the theater didn't miss the people inside the theater i see i i at least had a great experience so i went and saw this again in xd which i don't think you know when i saw king kong Godzilla, i think it was like a similar theater but i don't think it was xd i mean this is like a true xd theater here at the town center and mm-hmm. oh my god this was the perfect movie to see in xd and i will say nobody in the theater talked or anything during this entire film Did you, dead okay. silence no popcorn crunching dead silence yeah so let me tell you before we get into like the rest of the movie where we're just going to go into spoilers i'll tell you the i'll regale you with my little bumpy start to the beginning of the movie right so i went to an amc you know i reserved my seat online i'm like fucking i picked the specific because there was one there was one at the cinemark near me but it was so filled up i wouldn't get like a very center seat so i'm like "Mm, i'll go to a different theater farther away so I can sit more center because I really just want to get into it. Oh, well, you're so going to hate to hear it. We were center, center in our theater. <laughs> anyway. Same. I was dead ass center, right? So I get to the movie theater. I'm walking to my seat and then there's someone sitting in my exact seat. And it was this this woman who was just like, oh, hey, sorry. Uh, they blocked off the whole row, you know, because if one person buys it, they just kind of block off a row. And I'm just do two seats next to you. Yeah. So I'm just like, "Mm, okay. She's like, I just really needed to sit center. You know, I was just hoping nobody would come. And I'm like, but I'm here and my my ticket says, this is my seat. Not going to lie. At first I'm just like, you know, whatever. I don't fucking care. Like, so I just kind of sat a couple seats over and I was just sitting there like before, like during the trailer, I'm like, you know, no, fuck this. You're in my exact seat. I went back over. I'm like, look, man, the whole reason I picked the seat is because it's dead ass center. That's the whole reason I, I bought it. So I want you to move. I picked this. Yeah, I bought my ticket online. Drove for 30 minutes to get here. Get the fuck out of my seat. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know, luckily the person was just like, oh, you know, I wish you would have said something sooner. I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't care if you sit in the same fucking row as me but you are sitting in my dead ass seat. So I want you to move, you know, and they did. Yeah. Leave at least one seat in between us, but get the hell out of here. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, honestly, I don't care. I'm vaccinated. She's like, I'm vaccinated too. I'm like, cool. So I don't even care if you're like, I I don't want you right next to me, but I'm like, if you're a couple seats away from me, I don't care. You know, as long as you're quiet during the movie, don't give a shit. Hey, you bought the seat. You bought the seat. Exactly. So, you know, and then, this then the trailer start and this woman her talking voice like i thought her only like fucking how do i want to say this the only volume level she had was light yelling <laughs> like every time she, she's talking to her, herself during the preview she was talking to me and I'm just like, uh-huh. And I'm just like, I don't care. And then she just kept like immediately, I guess because she thought I didn't kick her out of my row entirely that we were cool and we were friends at that point. Because during the trailers, she's just like, ah, ha, ha. Like, so fuck. She was the only one that made a single sound in the entire theater. And then she just kept looking over at me like, oh, that looks horrible when we actually saw the M. Night Shyamalan movie trailer. And I'm just like, yeah, 
I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, stop talking to me. I don't care. She's like, don't worry, I'll be quiet in the movie. But she's like, I just like to riff on everything. And I'm just like, you probably shouldn't come to a fucking theater then. You know? Like, you can do that at home, but shut the fuck up. But, <laughs> you know, and she kept talking and talking. Luckily, like I said, during the movie, she shut up for the most part. When shocking things happened, like, I'm just like, like silently covering my mouth, just like, oh, damn, oh, damn. She was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, it wasn't too bad. Like, it was fast. I'm like, you know what? She's just really into the movie. Um, so it, that was fine. Just like, at least she was like, didn't talk during the movie. And I'm like, cool, cool. So I'm like, okay, I relax. I'm like, cool. We're cool now because everybody was super quiet. The only person that actually made any noise was her, though, which was kind of annoying. But it was whatever. She was, she was just kind of reacting, but not like riffing during the movie. That's good. So that's fine. And then at the end of the movie, I was just like, you know, I'm like, you know, just because you shut the fuck up, I'll throw you a bone and talk to you about movies because you kind of seem to be like a little bit of a movie nerd. But I'm like, talk to him like, yeah, it was really good. I thought it was pretty much as good as the first one. Talked about how we like now from here on out, like I'd probably watch both of them in one go, you know? And then I'm like, yeah, you know? So I'm like, all right, well, bye. And then she's like, hey, not to be too bold. And I'm like, oh you're gonna fuck this up Ooh. and i'm like please don't ask me out like i don't want to did daniel get asked out on a date no even weirder she's like hey new friend because she thought we were friends at that point i'm like no you were literally annoyed the shit out of me until the movie started and now it's starting back up again <laughs> but she thought we were cool and she's just like i don't want to be too forward but by any chance do you live around here could you give me a ride back home so I don't have to take the bus? That's, basically, that's basically asking me out. I'm just like, hmm. Like, I gotta get no, my girl. I'm from Oregon. I gotta pick so, my girlfriend up from work. Gotta go. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm like, I'm from Oregon, and I just told him, like, it took me, like, 45 minutes to get here, so no. And then I'm like, right. Uh, and then I walked kind of, like, walked faster than i normally would down the stairs to the theater and immediately went into the men's bathroom so i'm like, just leave me the fuck alone just hit there for a half hour <laughs> comes know. out no, there I she is like, waiting well, i did have to go to the bathroom but i'm like i kind of beelined it for the bathroom like, and as i walked out she was like off to the side she didn't see me she didn't say anything else to me but i saw her and i'm like okay and then i just kind of sped walked out of the theater directly to my car and just fucking took off <laughs> So I'm just like, man, don't do that. Why? She made it weird. Like we were cool at the end. That was supposed to be it. And then she made it weird. And I'm like, one, you shouldn't ask. You should, I'm some fucking stranger. Don't ask me for a ride. I would have killed you. <laughs> but just like, it was so weird. Not pleasant. Like, look, like I said, at least she shut the fuck up during the movie. So I was still able to enjoy the movie. I would have been so pissed if I'm like, of course I sat next to the one fucking person who's making noise in this theater. Like, oh, I would have straight up said, just no, shh, don't talk. No. Oh, I, no. I would have too. Like no. I said, like the only reason I let it go is because she was like, oh shit. And at least it wasn't super, super yeah. loud when she was doing that. It was just because I was right next to her that I could hear her. Uh, thankfully for me, it was all silence all throughout the theater. I mean, you still hear, could hear some gasps here and there. And the person I was with, it was kind of funny, during some uh, intense moments, as she like, reached down and grabbed her leg, which made her 
jump like crazy. <laughs> but again, that just like sorry, so back to the movie. That just kind of adds to like the suspense. We're like, I just got so into the movie oh. again because it's so engaging. It's so just like goes from point to point to point. This movie you know? took you for a ride, and I loved it. No, and oh god, again, so excited to be back in the XD theater at the Town Center again. Loved it, great experience. But yes, we should go into spoilers though, because yeah, I mean, there's nothing to really. Everything's gonna be spoilers. Yep. All right, let's do it. So spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers. Spoilers. Gotta be very quiet, otherwise they're gonna kill us. So we got some favorite scenes. I mean, yeah, we leave, they leave their farm town. We go out into the world and shit happens okay like as soon as like we're back in like the the current time period after the little flashback at the very beginning you know and i love how it just starts with like the very end of the first one where they shoot the shock in a few times and then they're like okay we have to get the fuck out of here because we just made a lot of noise so they're mm-hmm. just like running or like they're, they're like walk, kind of speed walking like ru- well they are running and then they're just running, running, running. I'm just like getting caught up in the momentum. And then the son, oh, what's his name? Fucking Noah or Marcus. Marcus just fucking steps on a bear trap. Oh, and God. like literally as soon as that happened, I was just like covered my mouth. Just like, oh my God. Same. I was like, oh. And then his mom covers his mouth. But I mean, I, what is he, 12 years old? I don't blame. I would have screamed my ass off too. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's fucking brutal, and that's just like the first part of the movie. I'm just like, oh damn, you know. When it just and then it just goes from there, but just like right up the beginning, I'm just like, oh shit, oh shit, like things are happening. Like well, the, I thought the, they were gonna get the shot tension. At. The, the tension is so well built up because like first, like before this day even run. They're going through a fence. You see the mom's clothing potentially get stuck on something. You're like, oh, God, that's going to do something. That's fine. But you're still on the edge of your seat. And then her foot hits that line, dropping the bottles, making that sound. And that's what causes the run. And then, boom, just bear trap. And you're like, shit. Yeah. And in in between those two moments, they're in the, the scope of a hunting rifle. So you're like, oh, my God. Like, is he just is one of them just going to get picked off right now right you know so just like in like yeah like in between those two moments there's still attention going all the way through which yeah this this movie has so many high tension moments there's especially just some moments where the tension is just high it keeps going and going and going (laughs) then they give you a little bit of a breather like as an audience a little bit of breather then they're just back at it again with more tension more tension right which God, I just I loved it so much. I mean, I loved uh, Cillian Murphy in this movie as Emmett. You know the the neighbor from their hometown that they. Yeah, kinda... Who thought Scarecrow would be in this movie? I know, right? Um, <laughs> totally underrated actor. I love this guy. Yeah, plus you can't even really recognize him. Like I, I'm like, okay, you're the only other person that's really showed up, so I know that that's Cillian Murphy. But at the same time, it doesn't look like him. Mm-hmm. with the beard <laughs> yeah exactly and especially when like you know you see him when you re are reintroduced to his character 
like in the apocalypse, you know, no one's talking, so you don't have his voice. He's cut, he has a mask over his face. You know, and that's something that they kind of like went through just barely in the original. Is that yeah, like, yeah, like like we have monsters to worry about, but there's also just a lot of crazy people out there now. You know, and you know, we only see one singular guy in the first one, which was that like random screaming guy that they run into while they're walking around. Mm-hmm. The old dude. You know? So I was I'm like I wasn't sure what direction they were going to go with this. I honestly originally thought I'm like, it's going to blow up the world. I feel like I'm just going to like run into like a whole fucking like cannibal esque like society or something, just like some really fucked up shit. And while we do kind of get some of that messed up stuff, like that was honestly probably when we actually see like some fucked up people in this movie. Like that was probably my favorite scene in the entire movie was the scene in the Marina. Well, like plus damn have- was that not only amazing just amazing sequence where just high tension you know but also like you get high tensions you learn things new about the world you know and then you also have a badass kind of uh like not it, it is an action moment towards the end of the sequence but it's just not like overly over the top action it's very grounded in the reality of the situation but damn was it not just like Oh God, I was like, by the end of that like boat sequence, I was just like, fuck yeah, dude, that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and such a good job on the editing side with your three different scenes happening at the same time with the uh, dock scene, you've got um, uh, Marcus and the baby potentially running out of air. And not paying enough attention to the baby. Like, I I was not prepared for that. I well, was and like, and holy shit, have, are they going to kill the baby? Like, I was not prepared for the baby to fucking die. Yeah, then you have Evelyn and the monster up above. I, God, wish that sequence was just... Crap. You know, I kind of Everything's forgot. so yeah, trippy. Yeah, you're right. Like, how it splits it up into three different... Three like, different... Usually you have an A and B, but no, they split it up into three separate sections. And just continuously run around all through all three of them just oh god i mean that 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 moment the tension was up i mean it was up there <laughs> yeah because you're like oh shit the baby might die marcus might die all of them might die essentially the mother might like, die. no one yeah. is for everybody sure might die what yeah. what's that i said everybody yeah everybody yeah. might die yeah like none of our characters are safe i didn't john krasinski died like you know dad died in the beginning or the end of the first one so it's like oh shit like no one is safe. Well, and how quickly they kill off the first child in the first movie too? The uh, within the like first few minutes, the four or five year old. Yeah, I was like, I was actually I was waiting for one of these kids to get killed off. I'm like, somebody, one of the kids, the mother, somebody is gonna die. I just waiting, but I yeah, mean, the, te- the tension was up they, there. They came, a few of them came close. I thought the mom was gonna die, and then the kids were gonna be in the care of uh, Emmett. Hmm. I, yeah, I could I could could have seen that. Yeah, when she goes off for a while on her own to go find some medicine and things or oxygen. Yeah, the yeah. Um, kind of sucked that she had to sacrifice one of the tanks because, like, well, shit, there goes one whole oxygen tank for the baby. Yeah, because how many of those are you gonna find? Right. But it's just like either don't survive at all or survive a little bit longer. Yeah, because I mean, the baby at my house is ten months old now. 
still cries. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Could still use more oxygen. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, one of the things I liked is like when like his safe room isn't like, well, why don't you stay in there all the time? And I'm like, I wasn't sure exactly at first when they run into Emmett, like why he sets the timer. I was just like, oh, he sets the timer because there's about a few minutes before the, I initially thought it was because the monsters usually move on within a certain time period if they don't hear just anything. Leave. Yeah, they don't hear anything and leave, yeah. But then you've got to find out, I'm like, oh, it's because this tube is like, it doesn't look tiny, but I like. I guess it's small enough that he sets the timer because um, the oxygen runs out in the t- in the small room that they have. Which I thought was awesome. Everything with involving the cloth with the lock and everything, great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when you see when you see Marcus running there with the baby, no cloth. Or forgets the cloth and just locked. You're like. <gasps> Yeah, and you hear the thing go out, and especially like it, it was he was timing it for oxygen for one, you know, and Marcus and a baby is in there, plus so it's just oh man, like that was such high tension where he's just like gasping for air, like sharing the baby's little oxygen tank with himself. What's left, what's left of it too? Yeah. Oh god. Ah, so crazy. The, the tension's so good, like the seat, like the tension on the train. Were technically the train seat. That was one of my favorite scenes. Was uh, Regan on the train? Which hats off to uh, Millicent. Uh, was it Simmons? Simmons is her name. Deaf in real life. Yeah, deaf actress in real life. And I love the sequences with her too. And it's just her, and everything goes completely silent. So we're like in her world for a moment. Love those sequences. I know, especially like that happened in the train sequence where it's just like, you know, it's quiet, but you hear like the world around you. There is a jump scare with the crows in that sequence, um, which again, I, they do have jump scares, but they don't rely on them for the tension, which I think is the right move. I'm trying um, what, what, which jump scare? I used to scare my friend that I was like, oh my God, it was so funny, like grabbing her leg and watching her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like when that happens then she takes off her like in the train where the monster comes she takes off her um she takes off the hearing aid so then just all of the sound just cuts out and then you just have that completely silent moment like damn like again the the sound mixing for these movies is so damn good like it just helps the immersion so much and the tension just like yeah, I, don't, I don't think the first moments. one won for sound editing but definitely was nominated this this fucking better win for sound editing like this movie relies on good sound editing and it does such a good job and it just it completes the world that they're bringing you into oh god i, I i'm probably gonna go see this in theaters again just to see you know, not to mention again. like how often do you see a movie nowadays that doesn't rely on like a popular music soundtrack or just like an orchestrated soundtrack right no it's true it's true yeah i'm, I'm and plus longer if we go see in a couple weeks in theaters less people probably probably yeah i'm yeah. i know i might go re-see it again but yeah this this was, i'm trying to think of some other scenes um i mean i guess well let's I, go to the i um, guess we'll go to the island where we get we get to see um hanzu's character yeah known as man on the island 
<laughs> man on the island exactly but yeah i thought that was again like interesting like how the boat scene leads into that but the boat like the scene at the marina is where you learn like when they oh man well first i want to say well you learn when... go ahead when they're at the marina trying to like get a boat and then they get kind of ambushed by that crazed like redneck murder family pirates what yeah. i'm gonna call it redneck murder family okay um, i call them pirates but okay <laughs> pirates maybe but like how they capture Emmett and then they put a noose around his neck and I'm like what that but it's like not necessarily like a noose well it is but it's covered in like jangly items so we just can't move and he still can't talk or else people or like you know the monsters will hear but and I like how you get the payoff from the beginning of the movie where he learns the sign dive at the baseball game <laughs> that was funny and he's just like dive. and then she Fucking hard one, isn't he it? runs up and just like ties that guy to the post and takes his knife and just fucking stabs him with it. So the guy just screams and then they he jumps into the water too. I'm just like, holy shit. Like that, that's, that scene just like blew me away and how good it was and how like badass, but still like obviously not safe. Like no one really has as much power, like a lot of power in the movie, even powerful moments still feel like relatively fleeting and they go back to being helpless pretty quick. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after that, you learn that the monsters can't swim. And yes. so one of them just fucking drowns, yeah. which I thought was, oh man, like it's just such a good scene. Yeah, to lead directly into the island where they're just like, yeah, uh, we, we, we were safe because they can't swim, you know? Well, it made me wonder if, uh, spoiler alert, if it was going to be like the end of Alien 3 where uh, acid or whatever doesn't get them, but water does. Kind of made me wonder if that was kind of like their structure. But they just basically just, they can't swim. Is the Yeah. Because when he when that one survives the fire blast up against uh, Evelyn, but mm -hmm. this is one of my favorite sequences. The fire sets off the sprinkler system. And with the sprinkler system water coming down, it can hear all the water around. So she's able to kind of sneak around it. Yes. Very oh, tense. What a great sequence. Very how, cool how, like, sequence. The sound editing. Again, how the sound editing, like you kind of do a close up, you see their inner eardrum, and then you just hear the yeah. of the water. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. That was also so great. good. But yes, on the island. So yeah, they, uh, so it's, uh, well, so I guess we didn't talk about Regan. Regan goes off because, you know, with the help of her dad from the first one, she has discovered that she can uh, knock them out with some noise, at least stun them a little bit and then shoot them. Yeah, uh, makes so them she's vulnerable. Like, we're going to, yeah, make them, we're going to go to a tower, put this noise out everywhere. And I did love how the only song on that tower playing was uh, Beyond the Sea, which is supposed mm -hmm. to be a hint, hint, uh, come beyond the sea. Anyway, right. <laughs> good stuff there. Uh, yeah, so her and, uh, Emmett go to the this island. They see families living there peacefully because monsters can't swim, so they don't ever get to the island. So great moment there. Little behold, one of the boats with monsters shifted over to the island. Now there at least one of them is on the island, mm -hmm. and all hell breaks loose, leading to a great sequence at the end inside the radio station. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, the radio station was great. I mean, like that, yeah, guy on the guy on the island uh, that did crack me up because yeah, they like all shit breaks loose, so they hop in the car, they're honking the horn to try and draw its attention to chase them. 
as soon as they like get into the radio station through the bottom like through the garage door the guy's like did i go too fast did i lose him like if you don't shut that door right now you're fucking dead dude and it's just like i'm like oh no he's definitely dead just immediately just gets swiped on there's like yeah all right legs oh god i was like oh shit (laughs) thank god he got the key (laughs) like he gave emmett the key to the radio station yeah and even in there, like, yeah, I'm like, okay, they're just going to run, but not like, no, no, no. They still can't run because that thing's right there. It can break down doors, so they still have to sneak through. And her going, like him kind of like anchoring her while she's slowly putting her feet down. On the window? Like through the glass window. You see her foot going over all the stuff that can be knocked over, the cup, the pens, anything that can be knocked over. It's knocked over and or slipped on. Yeah that i'm just like oh damn like either t- oh man and i'm just in there because <gasps> like, oh, i'm like she might survive but i'm like oh god i don't want emmett to die Ugh. so intense ah oh, great sequence but- though loved it oh god everything with them crawling around the monster just trying to find them all of that so and good. then and then it finally leads to the moment where she's able to crank the feedback loop up through the radio station so she can project that sound. Which awesome like, moment between her and her brother being the heroes of the save the day because you have the one that comes down to the little their little lair and is trying to get him and his mother and the baby. Yeah, that's true. Because while they're trying to sneak around trying to get to the radio station, we have a more like action focused like beat like with Marcus and uh evelyn where the monster is like literally clawing at them because they're inside like the little hideout and then they're inside the tube and the monster gets through it like right before like she uh projects the feedback sound through the radio like you see the monster like get one claw into uh evelyn's leg and just rips out a chunk of flesh God, I thought maybe she might be going. I'm like, shit, are they going to kill the mother off? And then it's going to be Emmett and the kids from this point on. I yeah. I honestly felt for Emily Blunt's character. I thought maybe she was done. Yeah, I thought so too. But luckily, yeah, the, the you know, sister told the brother to keep listening. He hears the sound, he shrinks it up and like is able to stun him. And then the brother gets the moment where he gets to pick up the pistol that she set down and put like one or two in its head. So good. So good. <laughs> ah, yes. I yeah. Again, this was the perfect sequel. This is everything I would expect from a great sequel. We we again we we expand the world while still keeping it small, which was just fantastic. I thought introduced a couple new characters, got a glimpse of the all the stuff starting at least as far as this town's point of view goes. Right. I I loved it. This was, again, a perfect movie to go see in theaters. No, it really was. Like I said, like, it was, when I text you, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. You know, I I have really nothing bad to say about the movie. Like, I thought, like, it knocked it out of the park as far as, like, especially a sequel, but, like, still a high-caliber movie. It still had a lot, a lot to do. Like, it wasn't, it didn't feel like we were just rehashing the first one. No. And now the way all. the second one ended, I'm like, oh shit, I'm feeling shit. like there's going to be a trilogy now. Lot, lots of, you know, similarities, but still a continuation. I mean, if I had to grade the, both of these out, both these movies are just solid A's to me. I mean, they are, this is just a great thriller, you know, movie A, movie B. 
because yeah i mean this is just this is what a sequel a sequel should always stand on the shoulders of the ones before it mm-hmm. and expand the story like Wayne's yeah. World 2. I mean, yeah, exactly. But seriously, like the first one in my book still like still an A+. Like love that movie when it came out. Watched it a bunch when you gave it to me for I think Christmas on Blu-ray. And then and to then see the second one, I'm like, yeah, this is going to get a digital library so I could watch it. Exactly. Like it's going to be the second one was just as good. It does stand on the shoulders. Like I'd give both of them like an A+. So, and I want to go see this again in theaters. That's how excited I am about this movie. I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go see it again. Hell yeah. Mm. All right. Well, and yeah, as far as like entertainment and everything goes, I mean, this is eight and a half, nine out of 10 for sure. So yeah, I get two recommendations. We highly recommend don't sit on it. Go see it in theaters. If you haven't seen the first one, watch it and then go see the sequel in theaters well worth it exactly like it's just it's badass like like i said i was very hesitant going in because i'm like i I want it to be good it's still john krasinski writing and directing and he knocked it out of the park again like it just just perfect but but again i don't know could i see a third one i don't know but i couldn't see a second one either i thought the first one ended perfectly fine i'm like what are they gonna do with another one well that's the thing like now that the signal's going i'm like it just kind of feels like they're gonna do a trilogy now where like the third one is them extinguishing the alien incursion i guess maybe as long Which as it would be kind of cool to see a more like the action moments are great in this movie that like i don't know if i i don't know like i i feel like you could see a more action-packed third finale where they kind of take back the world like humans go back and start fucking things up it's, it's, a, it's a possibility yeah, I, I don't know. As long as Krasinski is behind it, it's a good possibility. Yeah, who would have thought Jim would have from The Office would have done so good? I mean, he can't even action movie star wrote fucking. I think this like what The Quiet Place one and two are the only movies he's directed, right? I think he's done a couple directorials. I think he did that Jack Ryan movie with uh, what's his face, Captain Kirk. I thought um, that was a TV. I think it's a TV show. Okay, but I know he did. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to look up real quick on IMDb. I'm going to see what this guy has directed. And I still have not seen Emily Blunt in Edge of Tomorrow. When are we going to watch that movie, Daniel? We got it. I know. I've always wanted to see it. I heard it was fucking badass. Okay, so he... I guess, okay, directing wise, he only has five credits. Okay, so The Office, he did a few episodes of that the hollers i don't know what that is quiet place and quiet place too okay for some reason i thought he did some uh episodes of jack ryan i don't know where i got that from but okay i guess i screwed that up all right still awesome star as the director i mean he knows how to build tension uh he keeps his stories under two hours which is amazing <laughs> and honestly as far as it's still so weird that like being like essentially debuting like movie director to like nail it so completely twice in a row <laughs> twice in a row yeah exactly at least for us like it ticks off pretty much all the boxes i look for and like especially like definitely in horror movies like it's it was fresh it was new it was had an interesting take mm-hmm. but like now like now that i've seen two like i could see a third one to like do a trilogy but i would hope that we don't see anything past that and that he moves on to a new project. 
Hopefully we don't have another pandemic pushing it and pushing it and pushing it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, it's still like now I'm just like, yeah, worth, I am worth the wait though. I had so much fun at the theater. Worth the wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. Same. Oh, and before the movie started, I finally saw the uh, Top Gun Maverick trailer in XD. Oh, uh, we saw that too. Whoop, whoop. Uh, can't wait for that. November though. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait though. All right. What's what's coming out next week? What's, is there a big one next week? Or are we? Well, I figured we'd watch. We might watch Cruella. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm gonna. I actually thought about seeing that in theaters today. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm a huge Stone fan, so. That's the thing. Like, I, I I don't think it's gonna be good, but it might be fun. Just to shit on. <laughs> maybe we'll put that on the maybe list. Take take there's girl, no take other your, like take big your girlfriend with like, the take... came out in the same time, but there's no movie like big movie in between now and the next time we record. We'll take take Shiloh with you, and uh, maybe we'll do a have a guest spot. Yeah, I mean, well, Shiloh and I were both gonna watch Cruella um, this weekend. Okay, I mean, if I say it, I'm seeing in theaters, I just right. will because you don't want to pay thirty dollars to rewatch something you'll never rewatch on Disney Plus. Fuck no. And that'll eventually be free on Disney Plus. But, and I, but again, I'm still curious because I love Emma Stone. All right. Same. Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us online on movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks everybody for downloading the show. If you like it, share with others. And yeah, we will talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers! Ding. Ding.